Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 182 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. 182 episodes. How incredible is that? It is a nice fall day here, getting all cozied up, got our Sober Girl sweaters on, the Ugg boots are out. It is officially changing of seasons. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about three of the most frequently asked, ask me anything questions that I have been getting on Instagram. So if you follow us on a Sober Girl's Guide on Instagram, Every Monday and every Friday, I do an Ask Me Anything, and you guys are asking some really incredible, some really tough questions, and some really real questions that come up when you are changing your relationship with alcohol. So I thought I would take this opportunity to go a little bit more into detail. It's hard to get all the words and all all the things in and one Instagram story or one response. So here we are. I thought I would go into a little bit more detail on the three most asked questions on Ask Me Anything that have come up uh, in the past month or so here. So this is what I'm going to be dealing with in this episode. The first question is how to deal with a slip up or as one of the ladies in our community has just cutely renamed it as a sip up. I love that. So we're going to go with that. So how to deal with a sip up, Uh, how to have fun in sobriety. There is definitely a fun factor and we will be diving into that. And what to do or how to deal with people who don't understand or don't see uh, your drinking or your your relationship with alcohol as an issue. All right, so let's get into question number one. Sip up, slip up, whatever you want to call it. What do we do? 
how do we attack this? How do we remedy this occurrence? And they happen. They happen to the best of us. So you are amongst good company if you have experienced this. It happened, it's happened to me. It took me, gosh, it took me almost 10 years to finally value um, to value sobriety, actually, just point blank, to, to value sobriety, to value uh, what not drinking has done in my life, how it's made things that I wanted to change so much better. Um, yeah, it took a long time. It took 10 years to kind of come around. And it, let me just say this, in that 10 years, you know, I've gone months here and there. I've gone weeks here and there. Um, you know, maybe some months consecutively. Um, but yeah, nothing as constant or as focused as where I'm currently at, which is almost coming up on six years now. Whew. Damn, time flies when you're having fun. Okay, so let's get into what, how do we rectify a sip up? Well, first of all, I want you to look at your mindset around it. What is going on? What is coming up after this occurrence? I would imagine that there is some shame, guilt, anxiety, maybe the feeling that you need to start over. And that let's talk about the starting over process. So if you are counting days, months, uh, years, what does that mean to you? Is it useful? Okay, so what is, what does that look like when you're counting days? It is, it, is it, does it mean consecutive? What are the rules for you that you are following and, and you're, you're abiding by? Now, keep in mind, you are the one who is making the rules on what your relationship with alcohol looks like. No one else. This is not a a time to compare, to contrast anyone else's relationship um, with either getting sober, going booze-free, whatever you uh, identify as. This is about you and you alone. So for me personally, I don't count days. I have, or I don't count months, years. Um, you know, I, I mentioned you know, that I'm coming up on, on six years. I don't have like a set date around. I actually don't even really remember. I just know around what time of year and I just kind of go with that. Um, and that works for me. I'm definitely more focused on the feeling, you know, how I, how I feel um, as opposed to counting days because you know we're all gonna have good days bad days it's just life it just happens so figure out what what that means to you you know are you looking at at counting days consecutively are you um you know kind of stringing along maybe you're looking at moderation or maybe you are looking at four, four days here, three days off, however that looks like to you. I want you to, to really get strong and, and, and really concise and really narrow down what that looks like for you. 
okay? Second of all, I want to address the feelings behind this, behind a slip-up. You know, I mentioned some before, shame, guilt, anxiety. Where are those coming from? Most of the time, shame and anxiety and guilt definitely come from knowing that you can do better or that you want better for yourself and that you can do better for yourself. You know, when we are trying to change our relationship with alcohol, there is this little piece inside of us that, you know, as we always, we're getting something from alcohol, right? We, we need to address that first. Let's back, let's back the truck up. We get something from drinking. Drinking fills a void for us, right? As much as we don't want to be doing it, it's, it's working for us. At some, at some point in time, it was working. It was filling some void, some need in our life, okay? And here we are at present day, and we have decided we don't want to be doing this anymore. You know, maybe uh, drinking has that shine or that sheen or that attractiveness has worn off. And maybe it's not filling that void like it used to anymore. You know, maybe we're getting stronger, we're getting smarter, we're getting wiser, we're implementing different healthier tools in our life. And it's coming to the part where alcohol eh, isn't making the cut, right? So when you have a slip up, when you have a sip up, (laughs) you get that shame and guilt because essentially by drinking, you are going against what you want for yourself. You're abandoning yourself to some degree. So, of course, shame and guilt, you're going to feel bad because you know you want better for yourself. You know that you are capable of doing better for yourself and doing right by yourself. You know, you wouldn't feel shame or guilt if you knew, if you put your head down on that pillow every night knowing that you did everything in your power to the best of your ability, you would not feel shame for that. You would not feel guilty. Even if you, quote unquote, won or lost, it, you would know that you did the best that you could. And so where shame and guilt comes in is because you know in your heart of hearts that you want to do better, you are capable of doing better. This brings us to the next kind of section of of mindset is honesty. I, I want you to be real. Do you actually want to be sober at this time in, in your life? And there is no right or wrong answer to this question. But I want you to be honest. I want you to stop banging your head against the wall. Do you genuinely want to be sober right now? No right or wrong, good or bad. I want you to sit and I want you to answer that question. And if you need a little bit more assistance, definitely go back and listen to um, an episode that I did last month about starting in sobriety. And there's a couple more foundational questions and prompts to answer um, that are going to tap into that that honesty and, and where 
where you're truly at right now. Like I said, no right, no wrong, no good, no bad. I just want you to be honest with yourself. Okay? So moving on to action. I really want you to pinpoint. I want you to replay events leading up to where this slip up, sip up, it's really hard to say, where this sip up occurred, okay? Now, was this an accumulative situation? You know, was it stress? Was it one thing over the other? Was it a snowball effect? What was happening? Was, was this coming, you know, could you kind of see this buildup coming out weeks prior, right, of things that were just building on top of each other like stepping stones, like sediment, like rocks on top of the other, bricks, if you will, right, accumulating that pressure on top of you and that this final moment just snapped and you reached for that drink because you've had enough. Or was this an isolated incident? Were you overcome? Were you overwhelmed? What caused and what triggered you to reach for a drink on this particular day at this particular time? I also want you to think about what needs to change. So the best way to combat and and alleviate stress is to prevent it. So what needs to change in order for you to not have another sip up? That includes places, people, maybe your, your mindset. What do you need to do to take action? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. You know, they say changed behavior is the best form of an apology. And if you're feeling the shame, this regret, this anxiety, changed behavior is the best way to make that up to yourself. So knowing that we have actions to take, how are we actually going to execute them? How are we going to change? Do we need to implement Routines, does there need to be a little bit more structure? How are we going to kind of reverse engineer, if you will, what needs to happen in order for those changes to occur? And you can break this down. You can get really granular with this. You know, like I said, the best way to combat stress is to prevent stress. So looking at your life, What is causing you stress? And it doesn't have to be huge bursts of stress. It can be little tiny things throughout your day that just build and build and build. And they're slowly like little leeches just sucking out energy from you and causing little minute microaggressions, if you will, of stress, right? I know I can think of one. Um the cabinet under my sink in my bathroom. That stresses me out. Getting anything from that goddamn cabinet, I pull one thing out, literally five to 10 other things fall out. So how can I avoid this? How can like, how can I avoid that stress of like, okay, like literally I'm going to pull out the whole dang cabinet right now. Maybe I could just Take an hour and organize it or come up with like solutions, like maybe put a hairdryer on a hook so the the wire doesn't get wrapped around bottles of like self-tanner and everything just comes all out at once. You see what I mean? Prevent stress. Prevent this from building up. Instead of pulling one little little thing out of the, the cabinet and 17 follow, How can we be more organized? How can we prevent this stress from happening? We know we have to go into the cabinet. How can we make it a more enjoyable experience? So applying that to different areas of your life. You know you gotta be here. You know you gotta be in life. We want you to be here. I definitely encourage you being in in your life, being present in your life. How can we make that a more enjoyable experience for you? You're not meant to be stressed and triggered your entire life. That's not why we're here. (laughs) You're here to enjoy life. It's okay to enjoy life. How can we set it up that way? So using those prompts and those uh, something to think about, after a sip up or maybe even if you know sticking in with the prevention before you have a sip up to prevent 
any slip-ups from happening. Use these prompts, use these tools, and get ahead of the game. I said having slip-ups, sip-ups are, are natural. They happen, but they don't have to. Like I said, you make the rules here. This is your journey, not anybody else's. You get to make the choices. You are in the driver's seat. You are the captain of this ship. How are you going to make these choices and these decisions for yourself? Okay, moving on. Let's talk about the fun factor. The fun of sobriety or, you know, lack there, or people think that lack thereof. Um, to reiterate the question, it was how to have fun in sobriety. Now, this is a loaded question, and I think it's really kind of comical, if you will. And I, I hope you will fi find the comedy in this, too, because everyone is so dang concerned with having fun. And if you're so concerned about having fun, to me, that's signaling that there is a lack of fun. <laughs> so if you're putting pressure and banking on that one thing, you know, like going out once a month or maybe once a week or how, whatever your schedule looks like, and it has to be rip, roar, and fun, you probably need to have more fun in your life. Because that is just signaling having all that stress and having all that pressure on socializing. That's just kind of telling me that there is a, just a general lack of fun in your life. You know, these fun doesn't have to be these big outings or these big occurrences. You know, you can have fun like going to the grocery store or, you know, just hanging out with like your loved ones, or maybe even yourself, or your, your pets, or reading a good book. Fun is whatever you make it to be. And everything can be fun if you want it to be. You could, geez, you could have the, the most fun watching paint dry. But you get to decide if something is fun. And if it's not, not a big deal. Because you're always going to have fun in your life. And remember, there's not a lack of fun. Something else will be fun. Or you can find fun somewhere else. Fun is in the eye of the beholder. I also want you to look at not confusing maybe peace, quiet, stillness with boredom. Okay, it's very normal to feel, and I have quotations around, bored when you are newly sober. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Alcohol unnaturally jacks up our nervous systems and dysregulates it. It gives us that hot and cold, high and low feeling. You know, that kind of feeling that you've gotten from, I don't know, let's say uh, that situationship or that toxic relationship that, with that ex that you, you know, I've been on the hook with for God knows how long. It's the same thing. 
And at first, you know, being with this person is fun and exciting and thrilling because you don't know what, where you're going. You don't know up from down. You don't know down from up. It's, it's thrilling. It's exciting. It's, you just don't know, right? But pretty quick, or you begin to learn, your, maybe your body begins to give out, that this becomes really exhausting and draining and it's extremely unsustainable. So, of course, it's completely natural that some feeling of grounded stability, I don't know, the exact opposite of, you know, that up and down, high and low, dysregulated nervous system feeling, it's going to feel boring. It's going to feel extremely foreign because you have been jacked up for so long. That's your no normal. But it's I hate to break it to you, it's, it's not normal. It's not normal for us to be that high, that low, so quickly, so often. It really wreaks havoc, not only on our body, our minds, but on our, our just outlook and our attitudes and just our general well-being. You know, you, you got to get off that roller coaster. You really cannot live. You can't live on a roller coaster. And if you do, if you are in the thick of it, that is why you were probably feeling anxiety, shame, burnout, exhaustion. This is not a natural state to be. It's actually very dangerous. And like I said, very unsustainable. So of course, the exact opposite of unstable is gonna feel boring. It's totally normal, it's okay. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. But also, I don't want you to think that boring is a bad thing. (laughs) I personally would much rather be called boring 
than that hot, drunken mess that I would that I used to be any day. Okay, I will take my responsible, sober girl ass over that irresponsible, unstable, toxic, violent, unpredictable BS self any day of the week. 100%. So what I want you to do is I want you to take time to find yourself again. You've been playing this role of the girl who drinks for way too long. So long. You know, that unstable girl that really hasn't gotten you to where you really want to be. So take the time right now and get to know the new and improved sober girl version of yourself. You owe it to her. And she's really, really cool. But you got to give her a chance. And don't worry. You're fun. You are not boring. It is actually like impossible for anyone to really be boring. You're fun. You're a good time. Make your fun. Like I said, everything can be fun if you want it to be. You are in the driver's seat once again. You get to decide what is fun and what is boring. Okay, last question here. Let's move on. Mm, this is a toughie. And this is definitely one I don't know if it's number one or number two, but when people don't understand or don't see that you have an issue with your drinking or your relationship to alcohol. This is tough, but I'm going to give it to you straight, okay? As always, I'm not sugarcoating anything, (laughs) so I'm definitely not going to sugarcoat this. It is not your job to change someone's mind. That's their job. Let them do their their thing. What I need you to do is I need you to do what is right for you. Not everyone needs to understand and is going to understand your relationship or lack thereof with alcohol. And that is okay. I need you to do you. It's your job to be your own hype girl, to understand you and what makes you tick, feel good, feel bad, what makes you feel in general. You are a student of yourself. And I guarantee you, the more that you know about yourself, the less you need others to understand and validate you and your choices and your feelings. Now, I'm not saying that you don't want that validation, that you're not going to get that validation. You absolutely will. But you're not going to need it or you're not going to have to convince someone of it. You see what I mean there? Do you see the difference? You're going to attract like-minded people because you 
know yourself. Another aspect of this is you don't need to convert anyone. You know, you're not trying to convince everyone that living alcohol-free or being sober is the end-all be-all because that's just not true. Some people have different relationships in alcohol than you do, and that's completely fine. But it's not your job to convert anyone. And in fact, it's actually a complete waste of time. And again, exhausting. I want you to be you. I want you to know what you stand for. And in turn, you will naturally find and attract like-minded women. Also, being truly open-minded, open-minded, which I guess I'm assuming here is kind of the name of the game, right? Everyone wants to be open-minded or is looking to be op- more open-minded and accepting because we all don't want to be judged. So the opposite of being judged or being judgmental is being open and open-minded. So having someone be open-minded, the true definition of open-mindedness is having someone have their own opinions and not having to change it. What honestly is the point? If you ask yourself, you know, if someone doesn't understand why you don't drink, why do you need to convince them? Why do you need to explain that to them? It's actually none of their business. It's completely fine if they don't understand. But I want you to focus on understanding yourself and find and having that strength within yourself to know why you don't drink. You know, we all know, or it's really important to to build that awareness around why we did drink, right? What, what we were getting from alcohol. But on the other side of the coin, it's really important to build that awareness around why we don't need to drink, why we choose not to drink. Building that decision for yourself. That is what's going to give you the confidence to not need anyone else's approval, not need anyone else's validation. You have your own back, like I said. You're your hype girl. But I want you to make this very clear that just because you are your own hype girl does not mean you're not going to find other people to hype you up. I guess it's a confusing theory that like, oh, I just need myself and I'm independent. That's it's not really what getting to know yourself means. It's not this or that. It's not black and white. It's definitely more of a gray area. And just because you know yourself and that you can fulfill your needs does not mean that anyone, that you're not going to find anyone to complement those or you're not going to be alone in this life and in this journey. In fact, the more you know yourself, the easier and the more rewarding your relationships are going to be because you're going to know you're going you're just going to naturally gravitate towards people who you want in your life and who are going to feed and help you grow and nurture you and expand it's such a buzzkill to try and explain and convince someone of your choices definitely need to respect each other's choices even though they're not the ones that we would necessarily make for ourselves. You can definitely 
still love and respect someone, but not necessarily agree with their choices in life. Acceptance and being open-minded is a gray area. So understanding that, that multiple feelings or you know, maybe feelings that would normally contradict each other can be true at the same time. And I definitely believe that like sobriety, there are gray areas. It's not black and white. If anything, it is a spectrum. You know, our relationship with alcohol has many different levels, if you will. And like I said at the very beginning, you are the one who makes the rules for yourself. You are the one who sets the tone for your journey. And that all comes down to what you want and what you need in your life and being open because that's going to change. The more that you change, the more that you grow and expand, you're going to need and want different things. That's normal. That's very natural progression. And that is like the whole name of this game, being open to what your needs and wants are. I like to compare it to I'm probably dating myself, but there was this old episode of Oprah and she had this woman on who could decipher what a baby needs and wants by the different tones of the baby's cry. So I want you to think of yourself as the baby, okay? At different points of your life, heck, even days, weeks, months, you're going to have different cries and you're going to need different things. You're going to have different needs for those voids. It is your job to understand and build awareness around what those needs are and how to meet them. That is the name of the game. You are the baby. Figure out what those cries are. Listen to yourself. They're different tones. They are going to ch the tones are going to change over time. And that could be over an hour, that could be over a week, that could be over a month, years. But it's your job to attend to your needs and wants. All right, baby captain, now that we have answered three of the topmost ask me anything questions of the past couple months, it is your job to set out and do the work. Use these prompts, use these tools to get in there, to get deep, to understand yourself and understand and, and decipher your cries. What do you need and what do you want? How are you going to use these tools and these prompts to make your sobriety, your booze-free journey, however you identify to change your relationship with alcohol, a priority in your life today? As always, thank you so much for listening. Love to hear your feedback and comments. Please leave your comments about the podcast, ratings, subscribe. We love to hear all of it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide and head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We have everything you need at any stage of your booze-free journey from workbooks, from challenges, all the way up to Sober Girl merch, we have your back at every stage of your booze-free journey. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.